A billion years ago, there was nothing but space Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus But planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know Hello babies, welcome to Baby Geniuses I'm Emily I'm Lisa Thanks for listening. Whenever you say hello, babies, I want to say it too. <laughs> hello, babies. Yeah, oh, like I'm like a greeting. Like we saw each other on the street, and I said hello, babies, and you said hello, babies back to me. Yeah, it just uh, feels good in my mouth to say it. <laughs> Do you want to try that right now? Okay, wait. One, two, three. Wait, we're saying it at the same time. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> okay, wait. Hello, babies. Hello, babies. <laughs> okay, why don't you do that? All right. Okay. Welcome to Baby Geniuses. Um, hey, big thanks to my brother, Nate Heller, for our theme song. Yes. And all the other theme songs you're going to hear throughout this show. I don't know if this is true, but I think we might be the podcast with the most theme songs. I hope so. I hope that's true. Someone find out. Um, what a great show we have for you today. Uh, first things first, we have a butt pick to thank someone for. Yes. Um, thank you to Lisa Krantz, who said that I could say her full name. <laughs> yeah. I hope that that's still true. And uh, she she's a listener from Sweden. Yes. And she sent us a great picture of her butt with eyeballs on it and a water balloon that I'm not sure how it got filled. It kind of looks like she stuck it in her asshole and then filled it with water somehow. But I don't think that's true. <laughs> it's really cute. It looks like a clown nose. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. She has a great butt. Yeah, so far, not a clunker in the bunch. No. All <laughs> great butts that we've been getting pictures of. And I want to re-encourage, especially our new listeners, to please send, mostly the ladies, to send us pictures of your butts, decorated in whatever way you see fit. Yeah, please keep those coming. Um, please send them to babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com, obviously. Um, not our houses, because why do you have that address? <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i trust you but <laughs> don't just moon us on the street yeah oh wait do that though <laughs> i come from a mooning household do you have oh, we talked about this no but i've become a mooner later in life really yes okay um yeah my dad was would always encourage us to do pressed hams on family vacations <laughs> uh it was never a, never a stigma attached to it uh i think that's why i'm comfortable with it um I understand there's a Martha Stewart tweet you wanted to talk about. Um, I told you not to tell me anything about it before we started talking. I'm coming in with a completely blank slate here. Okay. Um, Martha Stewart tweeted a picture of her new pony. And she tweeted, our new pony, Ben Chunch, coded up for the polar vortex. Ben Chunch? So I tweeted back at her to ask if her horse was really named Ben Chunch. And she didn't respond. Um, (laughs) And now I've become like... Sarah Koenig on cereal just trying to figure out <laughs> if the horse is named Ben and then she tried to write a different word but misspelled it and just wrote Wait, chunch. So how did she spell it? C-H-U-N-C-H. So it was two separate words Ben space chunch. Yes and then coated up for the polar vortex because the horse is wearing a coat. Yeah. Um, wow. So I've been actually emailing different people <laughs> that I know have contact with her to ask. Seriously? Yeah. And no one's responded yet. It's like it's it like, does seem kind of like I mean that's like the name that I made up for myself that I wanted to change my name to. Have we talked about this on the podcast? Oh yeah, what so. was it again? Chiclocky. <laughs> <laughs> or alternately, Brunilda Chiclocky. I'm like, was the full name that I wanted to change my name to? 
That's amazing. Now I'm thinking would maybe be a good horse name because you can just kind of mash sounds together, apparently. Chiclocky is kind of the sound a horse makes. When yeah, it would be a perfect horse name. Yeah. Um, I just like the, I just, I think I it kind of made a screw go loose in my head because like <laughs> that, that night I went to sleep just saying Ben Chunch over and over again <laughs> and laughing. <laughs> Um, and I've tweeted about a lot. I've lost a lot of followers. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen any of these tweets yet. I don't know. Oh, my God. Um, I saw David Copperfield last week. Oh, how was Can that? Can we talk about that? No. It was amazing. It was so good. Um, I got to be in the front row. Was it in Vegas? It was in Vegas. It was the at the MGM Grand. Um, it was... I got comped tickets. Thank you to my brother-in-law for getting those for me. Oh, my God. I got to sit in the front row. And... At the beginning of the show, not the very beginning, but there's a part where a duck just walks across the stage while music plays, which was amazing. And we were sitting close enough to the stage. <laughs> Wait, a real duck? A, a real duck. A white duck, like an Aflac duck, walks just walks across the stage. And we were sitting close enough to the stage that I could see taped to the front of the stage a mark that said Duck Cameo 2. <laughs> So I was just filled with anticipation. Um, but it was amazing. He like made a car appear uh, like floating in the middle of the stage oh with like people underneath it. He made the duck disappear. He put it in a metal box and he put the lid on the box and then he just took the lid and all the walls of the box off and the duck was gone and then was reappeared in a bucket that an audience member was holding. It was amazing. I'm still stuck on the duck. Like, was it like walking to the music? Like, was it dancing? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> ducks kind of do that unintentionally. It kind of looks like they're always dancing. Um, uh, and it was it was really good. And David Copperfield, we talked about this a lot after the show. He, It was kind of like a perfect magic show for a lot of reasons. Namely, that he does that thing that all magicians seem to do. Where regardless of how old they are, they kind of want you to see them as an enchanted little boy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like a lot of the show was about him as a child and like never getting to say goodbye to his father. And then there was like this whole time travel thing. I don't want to give the show away if you're going to go see it because you should definitely go see it. But uh, he definitely does not look like a little boy. He looks like a waxy old man. Yeah. Uh, He's very waxy. Yeah. Uh, we, we got to take a picture with him afterward, which was awesome. Oh. But when I looked at the picture, I was like, people are just going to think we went to the wax museum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was great. It was really awesome. Um, we were. Uh, That's always a problem when you get your photo taken with waxy famous people. Yeah. We were like, because <laughs> he makes the same face in every picture. Yeah. Too, yeah. And he, it's kind of not what he looks like. Yeah. It's not what he looks like when he's truly smiling or anything like that. So he's just like knows how to take a picture. But it was really it was a really good show if you got a chance to go. <laughs> I recommend it. Um we were in Vegas for the ground floor finale. The oh. only thing I'll say about it that was amazing was at one point me and Rory, our guest on a previous episode, got to sit in the back of a stretch viper. And I was like fake topless. I was wearing like a flesh colored bra and we drove down the strip in the middle of the day just screaming Vegas at the top of our lungs with a camera rigged up at the front of the car. And just all of the Vegas tourists were just like staring at us and taking my picture and stuff. And I would like wave to them and they wouldn't wave back. It was it was crazy. It was, I think, the weirdest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I and don't, the best I, moment of your life. I mean, I don't know if it was the best moment of my life, but I definitely... I I was like I cannot think of a single weirder thing I've ever done in my entire life. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it going to cool. be on the show. Yeah, it's going to be on the show. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, all right, uh, it's time for one on fun. Ask me, 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 ask me
Persimmon. Cool. Persimmon's the worst. <laughs> uh, one time I ate it just to make my dad laugh at how gross I thought it was. <laughs> and then I took a picture of him laughing at it. And now I still have a picture of my dad laughing at me eating it. That's great. It's gross. It tastes bad. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Um, You're looking outside. Are you looking for ideas? I'm looking for ideas. God, every single time. <laughs> I, pre- I prepared that, that question. Oh, believe, wow. Believe it or not, that really? was a prepared question. Yes. <sighs> you cheated it was just as stupid as the questions i come up with on the fly okay lisa what's the worst vegetable oh i mm, cheated also oh god what is the worst vegetable what vegetable do i hate you know what i hate onions because i like the way they taste but they make me feel sick when i eat them really so it's like they're also kind of like malicious it seems like every time they make me start to eat them they make you cry yeah they're like the bees of the vegetable world yeah that's super accurate they don't go out without a fight yeah yeah and they make your breath smell bad they really punish you for eating them fuck onions but also because of that eat them more yeah okay uh that concludes one on fun uh we'll be right back with wiki of the week but first this Hi everybody, I'm Justin McElroy. And I'm Travis McElroy. And I'm Griffin McElroy, and this is our serious promo. No horsing around, you two. If you like just three gentlemen being adults about topics and giving advice for them to them, My Brother, My Brother, Me is a podcast for you serious-minded adults. No monkey shines, no falderall. Hey, let me ask you a question. How sophisticated is your palate? <laughs> you like Merlot? <laughs> our show is basically like the Merlot and dark chocolate of podcasts. Gotta be grown up to like them. Our podcast is Toilet Line. <laughs> Listen to the Toilet Line of Podcasts every Monday right here at MaximumFun.org. Okay, it's time for Wiki of the Week. Uh, this week's Wikipedia page was sent to us by Tyler Critch before I introduce it. Let's introduce our guest for this week. He is a hilarious comedian. Please welcome Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah. Also voice of Mr. Peanut Butter on Bojack Horseman. That's also true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This week's Wikipedia page is the Wikipedia page for Dancing Mania, also known as Dancing Plague, Choreomania, St. John's Dance, and historically, St. Vitus's Dance. All the other descriptions are very current. names for it um it's a social phenomenon that occurred primarily in mainland europe between the 14th and 17th centuries it involved groups of people dancing erratically sometimes thousands at a time the original flash mob the mania affected men women and children who danced until they collapsed from exhaustion one of the first major outbreaks was in aachen germany in 1374, and it quickly spread throughout Europe. One particularly notable outbreak occurred in Tr- Strasbourg in 1518. Uh, so this is not an isolated event and was well documented in contemporary reports, but obviously it was poorly understood and people just guessed <laughs> at what the remedies were. A lot of times the remedy was like you have to dance to specific types of music. To try and fix it, but then that didn't work because other people would just start dancing along with you. Yeah, I like the idea that somehow, like, okay, these people are just dancing. 
let's start playing music <laughs> and then maybe that will wean them off of this uncontrollable <laughs> you dance. You just yeah. play like slower and slower jams. Until- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Bring the mood down. Yeah. It's like, you know what will stop this person from dancing is some Gloria Estefan. <laughs> it's like, no, that's not going to work. But when the other people would join in, were they joining in because they couldn't help themselves or because they thought like, oh, music's playing, let's dance. <laughs> I don't know. It's not totally clear. Um, it's the condition was initially considered a curse sent by a saint. Sure. Yeah. Usually St. John the Baptist. If I know him. <laughs> <laughs> the patron saint of dance parties <laughs> and was therefore known as St. Vitus's dance or St. John's dance. Um, victims of dancing mania often ended their processions at places dedicated to that saint who was prayed to in an effort to end the dancing. Wait, 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 wait. They would dance over to <laughs> yeah, some shrine? Yeah, they'd be like, saint? I guess I have dancing mania. I better go <laughs> I to guess, the... <laughs> I guess I have dancing mania. <laughs> and so they would go to his statue to be like, will you please let me stop? <laughs> I, would, I would love to know if any of these people ever offered like any clue as to why St. John might have cursed them. Like, right. I know what this is about. He's punishing me for not having a fun enough party. (laughs) He's like Kevin Bacon in Footloose. He just wanted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dancing was. But it's not like it was illegal. (laughs) I haven't seen Footloose. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You're all caught up. Good guess, though. Good guess. You do not need to see either Footloose. Yeah. Um, the earliest known... Okay, so the craziest thing about this to me is that it happened so many times yeah. over so many different centuries and that it's not happening now. As far as we know. As far as we know. The earliest known outbreak <laughs> of dancing mania occurred in the 7th century and it reappeared many times across Europe until about the 17th century when it stopped abruptly. One of the earliest known incidents occurred sometime in the 1020s in Bernburg, where 18 peasants began singing and dancing around a church, disturbing a Christmas Eve service. How do we know that they're not just dancing? They they probably just got bored. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's not that much to do back then. Well, I would imagine at some point somebody says, I don't want to be doing this. Yeah. I look, I would love to stop dancing. (laughs) It is not up to me. Talk to St. Vitus. Yeah. Talk to St. John. Um, There were uh, one of the biggest outbreaks occurred in July 1518 in Strasbourg, which has its own Wikipedia page for the Dancing Plague of 1518, where a a woman named Frau Trophia began dancing in the street. (laughs) Within four days, she had been joined by 33 others. And within a month, there were 400, many of whom suffered heart attacks and died. Where did this take place? In Strasbourg. Why was Strasbourg not name-checked in the song Dancing in the Streets? That's a really good point. Yeah. Or, for that matter, every hip-hop song yeah. Any song that involves, hey, we're going to be dancing. Yeah. This place, that place, the other place. Yeah. Hard rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> like every, they should always mention Strasbourg. Strasbourg should be the dance capital of the world. Although I wonder if they... I mean... It's not even in the land of a thousand dances. <laughs> I feel like it should also be like the backstory to Footloose. Like that would raise the stakes on that movie. Prequel. Yes. Prequel. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Yeah. It's like all of these are descendants of people who died from heart attacks while dancing (laughs) with the dancing plague. Um, 
there's a quote here in the 17th century incidents of recurrent dancing were recorded by professor of medicine gregor horst who noted several women who annually visit the chapel of saint vitus in dreffelhausen dance madly all day and all night until they collapse in ecstasy in this way they come to themselves again and feel little or nothing until the next may when they are again forced around saint vitus day to betake themselves to that place one of these women great yeah (laughs) one of these women is said to have danced every year for the past 20 years another a full 32 do you think people just weren't having good enough sex back then is this where they it's coming from? Outlet? They're like, yeah, they're like all really <laughs> pent up. Yeah. And it just sort of comes out of them. I don't understand. Well, there was only one sex position then, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think like the rest of them were invented in the last five years. <laughs> we've, really, well, yeah. we've really picked up some steam. I do think that that is like a common mis. I think a lot of people think that we like they're everyone thinks that their generation made up most of the sex moves that they do, I think. Yeah. Really? I Yeah, I think so. You don't think so? No! You, you're like... <laughs> that is an amazing theory. I mean... <laughs> Surely no one's done this before. <laughs> is that... But did you... I mean, did you think that I when think you were I younger? Thought, I think I thought that for a while. I think I was like, there was no way my grandma gave a blowjob. Uh, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. That still may be true. Yeah. But... <laughs> that still might be true. But I mean... Obviously, it's not true, but it took a while. I had to like sit down and think about it right. before I was like, oh, yeah, that's probably not true. Are there blowjobs in the Bible? <laughs> blowjobs were ahead of their time, I think. Yeah. <laughs> ahead of yeah. their time? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Good stuff, you guys. We're Someone... recording, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. we got that. <laughs> um, there's, a, okay, there's a subsection of this page called Tarantism. This is my favorite part. Yeah, you want to read this? In Italy, a similar phenomenon was tarantism, in which the victims were said to have been poisoned by a tarantula or scorpion. Its earliest known outbreak was in the 13th century, and the only antidote known was to dance to particular music to separate the venom from the blood. Is that where the tarantella comes from? What's the tarantella? Is that a dance? Probably. Yeah. Right? That's the cure. You do that and then you're... So wait, so... If these people got bitten by a tarantula, then they had to dance yeah. to a certain music, to a certain song? To a certain... A certain yeah, genre? To particular music. Uh, it only occurred... The tarantella. The dancers would perform a tarantella accompanied by music, which, uh, which would eventually cure the victim, at least temporarily. And it only occurred in the summer months. That's hmm. so weird. <laughs> As with dancing mania, people people would suddenly begin to dance, sometimes affected by a perceived bite or sting, and were joined by others who believed the venom from their own old bites was reactivated by the heat or the music. Oh, you dumb peasants. <laughs> I hate these old-timey people so much. They make me so mad. I mean, obviously, if I lived in that time, I would also think that was true. You know what, Emily? I hope not. I like to think I like to think that you'd be more forward thinking than these apes. Because like the I, first of all, this is like the most insane it's the most insane mass hysteria because I think I think that people were so superstitious back then that they're just swept along on this tide. Like one person starts going crazy, like, Oh my god, I have it too and then they yeah. start dancing around. And then the the thing about my old spider bite gets reactivated. <laughs> oh, it makes me so mad. You dummies. But here's the thing. 
is like everyone thought this. They didn't have science they yet. Were, no. no, they didn't. And anyone who's trying to bring them science was like burned at the stake. Yeah, and they were like, no, I would prefer to just dance anytime anyone else gets bit by a spider. Which makes more sense, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your science, or what I'm talking about here, where this I could dance away this uh, tarantula bite. Some of them participated in further activities, such as tying themselves up with vines, whipping each other, pretending sure. to sword fight, Absolutely. drinking large amounts of wine, <laughs> and jumping into the sea. <laughs> the only one that kind of makes sense to me is jumping yeah, into the sea. Yeah, that sounds like a really good cure. <laughs> that, that one kind of makes a little bit of sense to me. Yeah, I'll swim around in some salt water, and maybe that will do something. Yeah. But the pretend sword <laughs> fight. Pretending to sword fight as a cure for something? I guess just to show you're tough, right? I guess so, and then I'll scare the venom out of your body. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, is there any tie-in to saints cursing people with these? Or this is just straight up. This is just straight they up. They got bit by a thing. This yeah. is straight up just guessing at science. <laughs> um, I guess so. Uh, oh. Some died if there was no music to accompany their dancing. What? Uh-huh. Sufferers typically had symptoms resembling those of dancing mania, such as headaches, trembling, twitching, and visions. Here's what makes me so mad about that, (laughs) is that, no, some did not die if there was no music. (laughs) This is a thing, this is a dumb theory by a dumb medieval peasant. Someone just wrote that down. Now it's fact. Yeah. Like, that's what happened. (laughs) No, that's not what happened. (laughs) Some people died because they got bit by a poisonous thing. Yeah. Oh. But there wasn't music for them to dance the venom out of their body. If, if they ever perfect time travel, I'm going to go back and I'm going to fucking... Just punch some people? Oh, <laughs> oh there was so a time travel that. element to the David Copperfield show that I saw, too. Oh, what? yeah? Yeah. <laughs> he like... Uh, <laughs> Future or past? Past. Also, an alien. There was an alien <laughs> that right. gave him the ability to time travel to go say goodbye to his father. Well, that was great. That's so Holy personal. Jesus it was very Christ. personal. Uh, do you think, yeah, like, here's the thing. Someone was talking about, I think someone has a joke about this, about how if you did go back in time, I wouldn't, like, oh, Nate Bargatze has a joke about how if he did go back in time, he wouldn't be able to explain to anyone, like, future technology. He would have no way of capitalizing <laughs> yeah. on it. He would just probably be a dishwasher. Because he would be like, in the future, there's going to be phones. And they'd be like, how do those work? And he'd be like, I think with satellites or something. And they'd be like, what are those? And he'd be like, uh. How, far back, how far back is he going? <laughs> I think even just to like the 50s. If you, if you did go back to this time, what would you, what would you say to them? To this time? To, uh-huh. to, to Dance Mania times? Yeah. I would say, you guys, stop pretending like you got cursed by a saint. You know that you didn't. You're trying to look cool. I think that most of the re- most of this catching on in mainland Europe, a phrase I don't understand. Is, is I think that, that just means not English. Is that people are like, oh, me too. I have that too. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think they're bullshit. You know they burn bullshit. you for being a witch, right? But then I'm going to go dressed <laughs> as a witch. Yeah. I'm going to wear a pointy hat and carry a broom. Yeah. Uh, a study of the phenomenon in 1959 by religious history professor Ernesto DiMartino revealed that most cases of tarantism were probably unrelated to spider bites. <laughs> Many participants admitted that they had not been bitten, but believed they were infected by someone who had been, oh, or that God. they had, or that they had simply touched a spider. <laughs> 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 the 
the result was mass spider. <laughs> the result was mass panic with a cure that allowed people to behave in ways that were normally prohibited at the time. Uh, so it kind of was a footloose thing. Yeah, you yeah. were not allowed to dance that much, and so people were like, "Oh, I have to cure my <laughs> spider bite." Why are people so scared of dancing? I don't like, know. there's still there's still it's religions sexy. that are like. Baptists, right? Or or no oh, yeah. or no dance people. I feel like yeah. the ones where you handle snakes and stuff is you're not supposed to dance. Oh, but right? no. look at those people are jumping around like crazy with yeah. their snakes and their Again, jars of strychnine. Using a venomous <laughs> animal as an excuse to dance. <laughs> a tale as old as time. <laughs> uh reactions. As the res- <laughs> reactions. Aside from uh, what? this shit is crazy. As our, yeah. <laughs> It would be great if Wikipedia just had like suggested reactions for you to have. I don't buy it. Yeah. What? As the real cause of dancing mania was unknown, because it's probably not oh, a real thing. I know the yeah. cause. Lies. <laughs> Many of the treatments for it were simply hopeful guesses, although some did seem effective. Helpful guesses. Were they really helpful? Hopeful. Oh, hopeful guesses. Yeah. That's hopeful. different. So hopeful. Hopeful. That's yeah. different. <laughs> the 1374 outbreak occurred only decades after the Black Death and was treated in a similar fashion. Dancers were isolated and some were exorcised. People believed that the dancing was a curse brought about by St. Vitus. Sure. They responded by praying and making pilgrimages to places dedicated to Vitus. Absolutely. Prayers were also made to St. John the Baptist. Why not? <laughs> who others believe also caused the dancing. Mm-hmm. Others claimed to be possessed by demons or <laughs> Satan. Therefore, exorcisms were often performed on dancers. Bartholomew notes that music was often played while participants danced, as that was believed to be an effective remedy. And during some outbreaks, musicians were even employed to play. Middlefort describes how the music encouraged others to join in, however, and thus effectively made things worse, as did the <laughs> dancing places that were sometimes set up. But did it... I, I, I'm i not sure how that made things worse. Are they saying that it other people made, believe themselves more, to be infected? I think it was just like everyone's like, oh, a dance party's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's join in. Well, yeah. that's not so bad. That's better for the person who's, who's cursed by St. Vitus, right? Because yeah. then they're not so conspicuous. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem like it was necessarily people were like stigmatized for having dancing mania. It seemed like... Well, they weren't not stigmatized. (laughs) Well, I mean, it was like everyone was like, obviously, we have to do something about this. (laughs) But no one was like put to death, it doesn't seem like. Could they talk while they were dancing? Could they like carry on a conversation? (laughs) They were were screaming for help the whole time. I Yeah, I really wonder about that. (laughs) I can't stop. One of the most prominent theories is that victims suffered from ergot poisoning. Which was known... That's when you win all the awards. <laughs> <laughs> which was known as St. Anthony's Fire in the Middle Ages. During floods and damp periods, ergots were able to grow and affect rye and other crops. Ergotism can cause hallucinations, but cannot account for other strange behavior most commonly identified with dancing mania. <laughs> no one knows what other theories suggest that symptoms were similar to encephalitis, epilepsy, and typhus. But as with ergotism, those conditions cannot account for all symptoms. The only symptom is dancing. <laughs> what <laughs> symptoms right. does this... <laughs> what are they talking about? I also don't know what dancing was back then. Yeah, what Do you kind know of what dance I mean? was like, it? I, oh, yeah. I, I, Which... just, I just imagine it's like sort of... It's not the Macarena. No. That wasn't invented I yet. Feel, I feel no. like it's sort of like almost like skipping in place. I think yeah. that's like what a lot of the dancing was. Like yeah. I try and picture what people would dance to dance to green 
green sleeves. Green sleeves too. <laughs> That's the only song I can picture this happening to. And it's like a Just... lot of like holding your hand up like Beyonce in the single ladies video when right. she does the ring on it thing. Absolutely. And then just sort of like walking in a circle. Yeah. First you hop on one foot, then yeah. you hop on the other foot. Yeah. And you walk yeah. in a circle. Yeah. And you kind of do do people. Yeah. yeah. A lot of bowing. <laughs> it doesn't seem like manic dancing in any way. Maybe this dancing was manic and that's the problem. Like people were twerking and getting crazy it was like the craziest sexiest thing anyone had ever oh my seen God. yeah maybe, were like, maybe oh. twerking has existed forever but we've just like considered it an illness before yeah it's like the sex positions theory yeah right? yeah exactly twerking is always we everyone thinks they invented twerking. <laughs> oh my god every generation thinks they invented twerking <laughs> A bunch of people think that dancing mania may have simply been the result of stress and tension caused by natural disasters around the time. <laughs> natural disasters. <laughs> Such as plagues and floods. Hetherington and Monroe described dancing mania as a result of shared stress. Who people are they? Hetherington. <laughs> Some like... old vaudeville team? <laughs> I say Hetherington. <laughs> yes, Monroe. Yes, Monroe. <laughs> People may have danced to relieve themselves of the stress of the poverty of the day, and in doing so, attempted to become ecstatic and see visions. Another popular theory, popular among me already, is that the outbreaks were all staged, and the appearance of strange behavior was due to its unfamiliarity. Religious cults may have been acting out well-organized dances in accordance with ancient Greek and Roman rituals. Despite being banned at the time, these rituals could be performed under the guise of uncontrollable dancing mania. Justice Hecker, a 19th century medical writer, described it as a kind of festival where a practice known as the kindling of the nod fear was carried out. <laughs> this involved jumping through fire and smoke in an attempt to ward off disease. Jumping through smoke. Bar- Bartholomew <laughs> notes how participants in this ritual would often continue to jump and leap long after the flames had gone. What is the nod fear? I just pictured the Noid from those like... Pizza Hut <laughs> commercials. The avoid the Noid commercials. Uh, it is certain... That many participants of Dancing Mania were psychologically disturbed. But how do they know? Okay. But it is also likely that some took part out of fear or simply wished to copy everyone else. Sources agree that Dancing Mania was one of the earliest recorded forms of mass hysteria and describe it as a psychic epidemic with numerous explanations that might account for the behavior of the dancers. It has been suggested that the outbreaks may have been due to cultural contagion triggered in times of particular hardship by deeply rooted popular beliefs in the region regarding angry spirits capable of inflicting a dancing curse to punish their victims. Does it say anything about the what the people would say while they were doing it? Yeah, or no. afterwards or anything. Like because there's nothing in there that's that's that, <laughs> that <laughs> there's nothing no, in there that leads to people being helpless and unable to control themselves. Yeah, it doesn't say that they're not allowed, like that they can't speak. Like I yeah. feel like there should be a recorded, there should be a record of someone being like, "I don't like this. I want to not be doing this." It doesn't seem like that was what was happening. I wonder if we uh, went to the Dancing Plague of 1518 Wikipedia page, if that would, but uh, that's And people didn't dance themselves to death, right? They did. Some of them them did. did. They have heart attacks. Yeah. Some of the people in the uh, Dancing Plague of 1518 died from heart attacks, strokes, or exhaustion. Um, There's a one, like, lithograph etching or whatever of of the dance epidemic, but it just looks like people wrestling. (laughs) I don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> that looks They're like just, a mosh pit. It's like, it does, yeah. They look like in those, uh, when they used to do contests where, like, you have to, 
whoever dances the longest wins a car kind of thing. You know those things? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that I've only seen in episodes of the Golden Girls, <laughs> where they had stand-ins who dance better than the actual Golden Girls. <laughs> uh, this reminds me, um, me and my friend Riley Soliner one time had an idea for a rock opera called Breakdance Fever about a evil scientist who invents breakdance fever and invents the cure so that Mm. he can be a hero when he cures breakdance fever. But everyone loves having breakdance fever, so they don't want the cure. And there was going to be no breakdancing in it. (laughs) (laughs) People were going to be really mad and want their money back. But people would be singing about breakdancing. Yeah. (laughs) I love breakdancing. It's the best. People would be like referencing how much breakdancing was happening (laughs) just off stage. <laughs> and like, oh, be, look over there. Yeah, they're going at it again. Singing about breakdancing that they had just seen in like great detail. What stopped you from doing this? Um <laughs> It's a really good question. <laughs> I think probably just we didn't have the money. So if anyone listening would like to finance Breakdance Fever. Any angels out there? By me and Riley Soliner, please email baby <laughs> babygeniusespodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh does that conclude Wiki of the Week? I think it does. That concludes Wiki of the Week. Welcome back. Uh, we're here with Paul F. Tompkins. Hello, I'm here with you. Thank you so much for being on our show. <laughs> Thank you for having me, you guys. I'm uh, I'm thrilled to be here. Um, the list of topics that you sent us <laughs> uh, was pretty amazing. Things you are obsessed with. Mortality. Yes. One of them. We'll get to that. I want to start with... <laughs> Obviously, we'll get to that. We'll all get to that. <laughs> right? <laughs> I want to start with anger. Yeah. Sure. How is that a thing that you are obsessed with? It, I, I did not realize for the longest time that I was an angry person. And then, um, uh, I mean, I, I knew I had anger. But I didn't realize that it was visible to the rest of the world. And then you were like, "I'm keeping it so together." <laughs> right? No, this is my my secret. Were no you one turning knows. like bright red and steam? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, my toupee would fly up in the air, <laughs> flip around, and then land back down on my head. Um, I that I, was one of David Copperfield's tricks. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a, I do have a temper, and it's gotten. I, I've made a concerted effort to be better about it over the years, and certainly being, um, you know, when I when I met my wife and we had our relationship got serious, it was like a thing that that came up, you know, and it's still like a thing that I have to deal with because I will. It's it's like it's anger born out of frustration. Like I get frust- I can get frustrated so very easily and it leads me to rage. Like if I'm trying to do a thing and the thing is not working, yeah. if I'm trying to put something together, if I'm trying to Do you get more mad if there's not someone else to be mad at other than yourself? Like if you're alone. If that makes sense. Like you were talking about like constructing something if yes. and like it just not working. If someone else is nearby I will find a way to blame them if I can, if I can. Yeah. But I, I, that was a, that was a big moment for me when I realized like, Oh, I'm yelling at my wife because she has to take it. Like she has, you know what I mean? Like where's she going? Because yeah, she's like, she has to forgive me. And she has, you know, but once, once I, once I kind of recognized that, then it became easier for me to, uh, diffuse it and to say, okay, okay. I'm not mad at you. Here's what's going on with me. This thing is happening. It's making me very upset. <laughs> I apologize for yelling. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> um, but it's yeah. it's it's an ongoing struggle. But I I I got a job and uh, that took me took us to New York for a year, 
And before I left, and <laughs> before I left, there was like kind of a going away party at the UCB, and a bunch of my friends did a roast. And uh, you know, it was this big night because uh, I think we all thought the job was going to last much longer than it did. Oh and yeah. No one, no one knew that uh, a year later I'd be back. So, um, <laughs> so more than one person talked about me being angry and I was like oh my oh, god I guess oh, this is like wow. this that's is the danger thing. of doing a roast is yeah, finding out yeah, that yeah, thing yeah. you did not know yeah. everyone thinks about and you and I had I had steeled myself for all manner of things <laughs> and then that totally took me by surprise like I guess I'm not keeping a lid on this very well at all <laughs> like the word is out oh my god also moving to New York is not a great way to fix that no it was I oh it was, so, it was so hard. It was so hard. At least hard. in New York, you can just yell at people in the street. It's that true. was the thing that I found. It's I think I, I have a similar. I have similar anger problems. Do you know what though? I never did in New York. Really? I never. <laughs> the one time I did was it was before I lived there, and I was I was coming. I was there for some gig or something, and I was going to this diner for breakfast, and so it's like I think it was summertime. It was like a hot day, and you know it's, everything's miserable already. Yeah, and so. There's two doors. There's there's uh you know the uh, the door into the street and then a little vestibule and then the door into the diner. Uh-huh. And so I'm opening the door and this woman is coming through the diner door. She stops in the vestibule to like get a cigarette out or something and then I couldn't wait for her. I was and I was annoyed like yeah. what are you doing? You know, <laughs> get out of the way. And so I <laughs> I walked into the into the diner and she went oh chivalry's not dead and I <laughs> and I turned around and went fuck you <laughs> I was like I've never never I'm not that person you know what I mean yeah. oh, but I I'm felt like person. New York made me do this <laughs> oh <Yeah. laughs> I'd been there for a week and I'd had it you're like ah fuck you <laughs> I just kind of like oh, fuck I, like it was like it what she said registered with me and then instantly the wheels started turning like no 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 nope Fuck you. <laughs> and I went to the diner. Where you process it and like, I stand by it. Yeah. I, yeah. Stand, I stand by my going into this place <laughs> yeah. around you. Like, yeah, what am God. I supposed to do? Yeah. I didn't understand. I, when I lived in New York, I was just like, I said ham walking here in earnest so many times. <laughs> yes. uh, and I would just like shoulder check people who are walking across the, the crosswalk staring at their phones. Yeah. Only yeah. if they were smaller than me, which was not very often. So I relished the opportunity when oh, it Emily, came. I love that image so much. <laughs> you, you like becoming this bully. <laughs> Oh yeah, I would just I yelled at people in the street like, all the time. Sizing people up, like yeah. yeah, I can get away. I with can take her body checking yeah. this person. Yeah, and like it's not even necessarily just that. Like I didn't want to get hurt. It was like I want this to have an impact. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. a small person who's not looking when she crosses the street at fucking Union Square. <laughs> right, I'm gonna destroy you. <laughs> that that to me, people walking around walking across a street looking at their phone. It's like, I hope you get hit by a car yeah. because that's what you're doing is demented. Yeah. Yeah. It's demented beyond just like you, it might inconvenience someone else. You could get killed and maybe you should be killed because yeah. this is it's yeah. crazy. Well, that was the thing is I knew I was like, you're going to know that this is your fault <laughs> when I shoulder check right. you. No one's going to th- you're not going to think it's my fault. No one's going to think it's yeah. my fault, I'm even lo- though I can yeah. very easily avoid this. <laughs> I'm looking where I'm going yeah. and it's right at you. Yeah. But do you think they actually changed their behavior then or did they just think, oh, that asshole ran right into me? I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm not thinking long game here. Yeah. Like I'm fixing this person and yeah. they're learning a lesson from it. 
I always think that whenever I honk my horn at someone, I'm like, I'm teaching you a lesson here. Like, I think your behavior is immoral. Yeah. And if I, you, you continue down this path, mister, you're in trouble. I want you to remember this sound. Yeah. The next time you think about not putting your turn signal on. Yeah. I, I have honked at people so sparingly because... I'm instantly humiliated after I do it. Like, really? As soon as yeah. like, the instinct is like, eh, and then like, <laughs> the person's just laughing at me. They're not, I did not shame them. They don't care. They got away with doing the thing that they were doing. Because it's always after the fact. It's always, it's always like, like how, hey, hey, you know you did a wrong thing. I, I honk when I'm afraid. So I wish my car would just make like a screaming noise. Yeah. <laughs> you should have different honks. You should have one that's just you saying, hey, I don't want to see this behavior in the future. And one's just like, um, excuse me. <laughs> Do you feel that my, my theory, and it took me, like because I've thought about this so much, and I, I think that my anger comes from a crazed sense of injustice. Yes, yes. That this is not fair. Yeah, uh-huh. and this is not how it should be. And yeah. why is this happening? And this is not the way things are supposed to go. And also, like, aren't you committed to a better future? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the subtext yeah. of it for me. Is like when people on a bus don't move back to make room for the people getting on. I'm yeah. like, yeah. So you've just given up on the community around you. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got into it with again. It's like this happened at an airport. And this, and it was uh, in the security line, and I got my fucking shoes under my <laughs> arm and my belt and all this. And um, so I get up to, and it's very confusing. There's several lanes that are all leading to very few lanes where you can put your stuff on the uh, the table. Oh my god! And this girl, airport security is just like the a, a pressure worst. cooker. It's the only, and it's like you, but you have to contain your rage there yeah. because otherwise you'll be clapped in irons. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, and so this girl just like she was like in her twenties, and she just right in front of me just put her stuff down, and I was like, "I've been waiting. What are you doing?" And she's like, uh, "She's like I was here first. I'm like, "You you absolutely <laughs> weren't. I've been standing here for ten minutes. Like you just came out of nowhere." And she went, "You know what? This is why I hate this country. I just came. This is oh this is God. this is the craziest exchange I ever had. This is a white woman in her twenties, and mm-hmm. she said." I just came from a communist country and things are so much better there. And I was like, okay, so you came from a communist (laughs) country where there are no lines. There's no lines. And people just do whatever they want. It's like, yeah, that's right. So you're just a fucking monster. Yeah. She said yes. Yeah, she did. She did. And it changed that's nothing. A, she was still ahead of me. And, so you know, wrong. Communist actually, countries are nothing but lines. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> I've been it to Russia. It's all sense. lines. Yes. You have to wait in the this line for all, everything. This is like the number one thing we know about communist countries. <laughs> also, which, which communist country did she just come from? I'd like her to she specify. Say, I wish I had asked. Just I wish any, I had asked. Just... Oh. Yeah, because maybe she just isn't clear on what communism is. Yeah. <laughs> She's coming from Canada? I don't know. <laughs> I thought that too. Like, yeah. what? what's your definition of communism? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Are you one of those people who thinks Obama is a communist? Yeah. And you're just talking about also America. <laughs> well, that's a lot of levels. That's a lot of yeah. levels. I have a very, I relate to this very hard. I have a Me lot too. of anger that just sort of, I like, I've, this has genuinely been the topic in therapy for the past couple mm-hmm. weeks. It's just like, I'm becoming a bad customer, in which I think is unforgivable. 
Yes, I agree. Oh, and I just like impatient and or I just get I mean, and I've always had this thing and I think I might have talked about this on the podcast before where if I am at a restaurant and I am forgotten mm-hmm. and yeah. no one else is, I will start crying. <laughs> you mean if you're seated with other people at a table and they all get their food and my food doesn't come out or if it's, <laughs> or if it's just like me and one other person and we're eating at a restaurant and everyone around us is getting their food and we're not getting our food. Like if it's just a slow restaurant, right. I'm fine. Sure. But if it seems avoidable that we have waited that long, I will start crying. <laughs> It will ruin my night. Oh, and I don't no. know why. I don't know why. Like, when I think about it, I don't have an explanation. It's not fair. It feels personal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels personal and avoidable and just like... Because it makes you feel insignificant and it makes you feel like you do not matter in the world. Yeah. And you do right. matter. Yeah. You're yeah. Important. And I know that. Yeah. I know I'm important. <laughs> yeah. God don't make no junk. <laughs> <laughs> he merely has his saints curse people. <laughs> With dancing mania. That's right. Do you guys yell when you get angry? Like, is that how it manifests itself? Uh, in in private at home, I will yell. Yeah. I will yell. I will like my my wife will hear me in another room. Like we, we have a little <laughs> house that has a little back office space and that's my little office. And she she will. I didn't realize that's this. your yelling this room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what it, that's what it, that's how it should have been sold to us. Like, and this is a yelling yeah. room. You can yell as much as you want. Space. But I didn't realize she could hear me in the house. <gasps> and so, like, I'll be frustrated by some technical technological thing. The printer's not working or the Wi-Fi is spotty and I'm trying to, like, e-sign an important document or whatever. Whatever dumb thing is happening. And she'll say, yeah, I can, sometimes I can hear you out there. She's going to be like, God damn it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's me. That's me. Like, screaming. Holy that's shit. amazing. Yeah. I get super mortifying. quiet when I'm mad. You get quiet when you're mad. Yeah, that's the scariest. I kind. think that's worse. I think it's are you, worse. Do you I'm like, like a, grit your teeth? Are you like? Yeah, I, I kind of gnash my teeth and I just get super quiet and then I like explode days later, <laughs> somehow. Really? Yeah. Days later? Yeah, I keep it in real tight. But you carry it around? Yeah. Oh my <laughs> you god! Said, you said that with pride. Yeah. Oh yeah. I oh do. yeah. No, I'm not proud of it. It's <laughs> terrible. I think it's the worst. I think it's worse than yelling. Oh. So at least you're yelling you're you're like letting it out yeah you know. but still kinda, what is that none of it does anything yeah it's a, it's a real six it's a real situation it's a real pointless feeling to have yeah that there's no real good thing to do about it especially when it's a situation that does not matter oh, like if yeah. you're if you get bad service at a restaurant or whatever and especially if yeah. you've if you've worked in the service industry in any way in your life yeah. you cannot you can't you get can't, mad there. you can't because yeah. you because because you understand and you have to always remember that it's a miserable job. Right. And, and just assume that someone's having the worst day ever because yeah. they probably are. Yeah, yeah, probably. yeah. And that's the thing is I don't want anyone listening to think that I think it's right for me to get mad in those situations. No. I hope that, yes, I hope yeah. that everyone listening knows that none of us are saying this is great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but that I do Good think. Good stuff. Oh, and please Good don't, stuff, please don't, please don't think I'm constantly swearing at women <laughs> based, <laughs> based on my two stories. <laughs> Just your wife. But I also think... I never swear at my wife. (laughs) (laughs) I've never said fuck you. (laughs) When I do have a reason to be genuinely mad at someone, Mm -hmm. like when I I am like, this is a good opportunity to honk my car horn, I enjoy it so much. Oh, feels so good. Because I'm honking for every other time I wanted to honk. Mm -hmm. Um, But... I don't have the regret that you feel about it. I feel like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> Here's the reverse of that is if somebody honks at me, I will continue to do 
the behavior that I'm doing. So if oh, somebody thinks like I'm taking too mad. long or whatever, yeah. I would do, I would just once, like slow down. I did this once where the, like this, I was at a, at a, uh, a red light and light turned green and you know, whatever I was looking at my phone or whatever I was doing, you know, inexcusable oh, behavior. Paul, looking at your phone while driving. It's the worst, <laughs> but I was stationary. Um, <laughs> but this guy honked at me like a second sooner than he should have you know what i mean yeah, yeah. it's like it hadn't been that long you might have even been starting to accelerate yeah. yeah yeah and so i went as slowly as possible through the intersection <laughs> and it was it was making me laugh so hard <laughs> did you look back he's just like <laughs> yeah, the guy, i did i just like i was like looking up in the review just like smiling looking at the guy as I was going through. Oh, my God. The guy's like shaking his head. and Oh, it was so satisfying. Oh, my God. I my, really enjoyed it. <laughs> my boyfriend told me that he will, if someone honks at him in traffic, he will just act like they're trying to say hi to him. And he'll like get really smiley and wave at them. <laughs> oh, my God. That's and so I'm like, funny. I wish I had the presence of mind to do that. Yeah. I never... I, I always panic. go. I'm yeah. Like, oh, what are you? Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but I think that's a much better way of dealing with it. Is hi. Yeah, absolutely. I had someone in traffic the other day uh, like it was a situation where like a bunch of lanes were merging and we almost hit each other. I think it was his fault. He thought it was my fault. Mm -hmm. And then we ended up driving down at the same two lane street in lanes next to each other. And at the stop sign, he had stopped and there I would have had to stop up next to him. And I didn't. I like stopped because I could tell he was so mad at me. And I like stopped one car length behind him. And then he like re- like leaned out. <laughs> but leaving leaving an empty car length ahead of him. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so and then funny. he leaned out his car window and gestured for me to pull up next Whoa, to him. No, and I was like, oh, absolutely not. <laughs> hey, I want to yell at you. Get <laughs> closer, come closer, <laughs> so I can yell at you. That guy, that guy's not giving me a. Oh present when that God. happens oh. i don't know what he thought was gonna happen <laughs> what if you just like pulled up like hey, yes <laughs> oh i'm sorry what <laughs> oh man uh okay the other things we wanted to talk to you about which oh. one do you want to go to next oh let's let's touch upon clothes and fashion sure because you're, you're known for this. You're known for this. I'm a clothes horse. <laughs> I, yes, I I love clothes Lisa's a lot. Lisa's least favorite type of horse, but only because she loves normal <laughs> horses so much. <laughs> Have you ever thought about dressing up an actual horse in oversized people clothes? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the real question is have you thought about anything else today? <laughs> would, would, Hardly. How problematic would a dress be? A dress? Put, yeah. Uh, well, you know, there are horse um, costume contests and people dress up horses. I did not know that. <laughs> There's slideshows online that I recommend you check out. All right. Um, my favorite that I saw was the Pink Panther. The whole horse was wearing like a Pink Panther costume. And the man riding him <laughs> was the detective. So it, it was. Oh, my God. So- yeah. Super strange. <laughs> it looked like the detective finally won. Yes. I had <laughs> subjugated the, the Pink Panther at last. Oh, there it is. I found it. Yes. <laughs> the horse does not look happy. <laughs> no, that's the thing. The horses never look happy to be wearing a costume. But yeah, because they don't looking, know how fun it is. I mean, that's basically a dress. I feel like you could very easily put a dress on a horse. My mother's theory about horses was, <laughs> I think they're the dumbest animals because they let people ride on their backs. 
And I was like, a case could be made, mom. I guess so. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know why. Why does any horse ever put up with it? I think because they're not happy about it at first. I think because yeah. they get whipped if they don't. I think that's the main thing. But in 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 what they call breaking a horse, yeah, isn't that just getting the horse used to the idea of you on its back, and then eventually it's like, I guess this is my life. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. I guess this is this guy. <laughs> yeah. This guy's not going anywhere. Yeah, I guess yeah. this is. <laughs> I guess I submit to this. <laughs> it's a real bummer because they're not like they're not beating the horse at that moment right that no, really actually, is just like and, trying to hang and on now there's like sort of natural horsemanship where you don't have to beat them you don't have to i mean you, of course you're going to <laughs> you're going to a little but bit. you don't have this to. is yeah. touching a little close to home <laughs> I mean, release right how now. else are they supposed to learn but I, I i guess i realize i i know nothing about this do they it, like the idea of breaking <laughs> the horse do, do you have to hit the horse um no you don't have to but, but a lot of people what are your do. alternatives um, you know, doing it gently and just introducing it slowly enough that the like horse just try to soothe the horse, right? Like yeah. you're up there and you're saying, "I'm not." A, <laughs> despite all the evidence to the contrary, <laughs> I am not your enemy. <laughs> Here's a, a <laughs> real weird thing you. that a horse lady said to me recently: was the horse is is prey and it knows that you're a predator. It can smell the meat on you, so that when you're on its back, it thinks you're like a mountain lion clawing on its back. What? And it, wow. It, I mean it was the craziest thing I'd ever heard. But what it kind of makes sense. What if you dressed up like a mountain lion? Yeah. <laughs> and then got on the horse. And then that horse would never be afraid of actual mountain lions. Yeah. Because they're just going to feed me hay after they ride me. Guys, don't do it. Don't no. dress up like a mountain lion and get on a horse. <laughs> Let's talk about clothes, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, I lo- as much as I love clothes, that's how much I hate the, the rules about fashion. And there's like a lot of pedantry in gentlemen's attire of like what button you're supposed to button and what goes with what and all that. Yeah. And I used to I used to kind of follow those rules, I think, when I was younger and I first got into that. And then and then like after a while, people started like thanks to the Internet, thanks to social media, people started asking me advice. Oh, yeah. And like, what should I it got so irritating after a while. Like, hey, I've settled a bet. Uh, a friend and I say you can't button this button on a vest, but I say you can't do it. And I'm like, well, the rule is whatever. <laughs> and then after a while, people are like, hey, uh, can I wear this tie with this shirt? And people sending me pictures and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> go get a girlfriend. Like, <laughs> there's really no one in your life that you can well, ask. This maybe of? they could get a girlfriend if they wore the right shirt tie oh, combination. Oh shit! I've, I've <laughs> perpetuated so many lonely existences. <laughs> but I, but I had a guy in London. Uh, it was I was doing a show there. It was summertime, and I was wearing a seersucker suit, and I had a. Uh, did I have I had a uh I think I had like a red tie and a uh navy with blue uh like light blue piping uh pocket square that sounds my, lovely right yeah. yeah yeah and so this guy after the show he came up to me and he said I cannot believe you were wearing uh those mismatched uh, oh. uh tie and handkerchief and I went out and bought you this he went out to a fucking store and bought me in the middle a of pocket the show? square. I, w- I would, I would, you know what? Maybe <laughs> I, either he waited till the end or he just couldn't because his OCD was kicking in or whatever. Oh, and he presented this to me and he said, always complimentary, never matching. And, uh, gave this thing to me. And I'm like, 
What is, what is wrong with you? This is, first of all, this is colossally rude. Yeah. Like, I'm a grown man, yeah. and you're ostensibly a grown man, and we don't talk to each other this way. Although like, I will say my favorite kind of rudeness is accompanied by presence. <laughs> <laughs> it's rude, but it's also the best kind of rude. Oh, oh. don't think I didn't use that pocket square with a mismatched tie. <laughs> Just oh, to him. Yeah. But that, that kind of thing where... I've had people online that are telling me, I don't like the way you tie the knots in your tie. Uh, it looks sloppy and whatever. I'm like, what the fuck? Which is what so are we crazy because about? it's like that, they wouldn't criticize you on that if they didn't overall really like the way that you dressed. Yeah. The people that they have a true problem well, with are those in cargo shorts and yeah. tank tops. But, the th- but, but they're they, not writing to those people to but, be like, you're trash. Yeah, but they also assume, I guess I, I don't like the assumption. Uh, First of all, that there are any real rules to any of this yeah, because it's yeah. it's ridiculous and it's supposed to be it's fun. It's supposed to be fun. And yeah. it's like exactly. an expression of yourself. And to make you yes. feel good. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And one of the great things about the time in which we live is that people can literally dress however they want. You can wear anything. And, yeah. And there's no uniform. There's It's not the 50s anymore where it's like you have to walk out of the house with a hat on. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. you can wear whatever you want. And that's good. That's the way it should be. But when somebody tries to impose rules on it and also that that presumption of you're letting me down by not doing the rules correctly or here's the thing you don't know that you should know and it's offensive to me that you don't know this. And it's like, dude, I might know and not care I at do all. Not, I do not remember Pinky swearing to you that I would do this perfectly <laughs> yeah. forever. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, a, it's a weird, I don't know, it's just this weird thing that makes people... It can make people self-conscious and like the, the people are so worried about what the proper thing is to do. And it's like, just do what you want to do. You can yeah. do whatever you want to do and it doesn't matter. That being if, these, said, if these two things look good to you together, then do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, my best friend always says, I think, uh, any garment can be, can look good if it's worn with confidence. Absolutely. And I yeah. think that's true. Yeah. I think if you wear something that, you think you look good in, it yeah. will look good on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, if you do, do you have, if someone listening, particularly a man, wants to dress better and doesn't know where to start, what would you tell them? Oh, oh yeah. Boy. That's a good question. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, there's so many, there's so much available online right now that if honestly look at some catalogs, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And look at, look at stuff that, um, that catches your eye and, and, and try to figure out what is it that I like about this? Um, and then you can find those things and put them all together in whatever combination you wish, you know, mm-hmm. but f- figure out like who's a person that you like their style, um, figure out where that, uh, you know, what it is about that style that you like and you can you can adapt it to yourself but don't don't just dress like another person you yeah, know yeah. don't just it, it make it all about your own thing like if you go to a store like oh there, there we go yeah what's his put, name put jesse, jesse thorne, thorne yeah. has put this on as his blog yeah i mean now jesse's a little bit by the rules for my taste because he definitely yeah. is like a he, gentleman where's this he's but, not as much of a bad boy as you are <laughs> <laughs> That's right. the, the, the rebel fop that I am um, but no it's like I, I that's a great resource it's called put this on um, and it's 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 like different looks for uh, casual wear formal occasions whatever but um, you know but it's like you honestly 
take what you like and don't take what you don't like. Just just put together whatever the stuff that you enjoy is and don't worry about what people say. Yeah. There was a good quote in Tina Fey's book about um, how to dress and stuff like that. And she was like, I noticed that stylists, they would put me in stuff that was crazy, but then I would look at... Or someone told her, like, don't dress in the way a stylist wants to dress you. Dress the way the stylist dresses. Black. All black. Which is like <laughs> all black, simple garments that are flattering. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't dress in the way that they tell other people to. Yeah. yeah I've yeah, heard yeah. that advice a lot. But then, yeah. like, I just don't like wearing black that much. So I'm yeah. not going to follow it. <laughs> I like colors. Well, I'm a goth. So. Yeah, that's true. You're well, I, I wear all, all notorious all goths. <laughs> I really hope that there are a fair number of people who don't know what I look like who are listening to this right now. <laughs> Who are just taking my word for it. Um, By the way, you should not have that umbrella open in the house. (laughs) Uh, We're running out of time with you. Are there other topics Lisa wanted to touch on? I do want to cover mortality. Just briefly. You know, just. Oh, yeah. I just. uh, I'm middle aged (laughs) now and uh, that's all I think about. (laughs) The end. All I think about is my own death. So that's all I've ever thought about since like the age of one so what changed when <laughs> well it's honestly it's the way you think about it that changes you know are you more chill with it now maybe i hope mm. <laughs> yes and no yes and mm. no it's it's like uh my both my parents uh are dead and and that's like um that will definitely reframe your perspective on death oh and, god yeah to and, be the oldest in your yeah, family yeah. um well i'm not the oldest oh, yeah. in my family but uh but it like your your entire universe changes, but it does make you. But they were old people, and it does make you. Uh, I well for me, it made me see this as, oh yes, this is part of it. This is all part of it, and you know those um, things that you know abstractly that don't seem yeah, real. Until yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like no, this is supposed to happen, you know, and it's going to happen. Um, but but it's also you 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 live a span, and then uh, if you're lucky, you get a nice long span, and then that's it. But um. Uh, so in a sense, I accept it as a, as a natural thing that we're, we shouldn't be terrified of all the time. Um, and a big, a big part of that was my mother, um, uh, was on dialysis for years and her quality of life got worse and worse and worse. Mm -hmm. And she finally made the decision to let go. And that was like a huge thing to wrap my mind around that you could say to yourself, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. I've, I've lived a life and you know, I'm ready to say goodbye. Like I can't fathom that. Yeah. But I think now I can fathom the idea of that. Yes. Like I can't picture myself ever saying that, yeah. but I get, I understand that you could very well get to a point where you say, I'm ready to let go and you know I've I've lived as long as I think I've I think I got everything out of this that I'm going to get. Yeah. But the 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 way in which I'm not okay with it is that life like it's it you hit a certain point where life speeds up to such a crazy pace. Yeah, it gets yeah. it's like oh I'm almost faster. dead. I'm almost dead. You know. <laughs> like that's how I think of things. Yeah, like this year went by so quick but third grade lasted forever. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't like that it could happen at any moment, too. Like, it could happen way before you're ready. Yeah. You don't get to decide at all. Yeah. It could happen right now. But I kind of... Part of me... Lisa pulls out a knife. (laughs) Part of me thinks that it's not going to happen to me, though, that I'm going to be the one who doesn't die. Well, they're going to fix it by the time we get old. I don't think I'm going to. Yeah, I kind of think I just can't picture not existing, so... I've, I've said it before and I've, I'll say it again I'm going out Harold and Maude style 
I'm going to fuck a 17-year-old <laughs> and then kill myself on sure. my 80th birthday. There that's awesome. Go. 80th? That's pretty young. It's uh, Well, yeah. I mean, in, adjusted for inflation, it'll be 90th now. That's oh, right. another thing, too, is that we're longer lived than ever. And, you know, people are routinely living into their hundreds now. Yeah. It's know. kind of plateauing, though. Do you think? Yeah. Or do you know? I know. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> Maybe we can turn it around. Didn't mean to yuck your yum, but. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> What is that? Why do I know that? Oh. Uh, that's a phrase that my friend uh, uses when she teaches sex ed. Oh, really? Yeah. So she tells her kids not to yuck other people's yums. <laughs> I forget where I heard that for the first time, though. I don't know. Ugh, I still hate it, though. It's, it's been there. a while. I know. I hate it's it. Out there. But it's I like saying it. Oh, I love it. I like I love saying it, so, it, so I'm in control of it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Paul of Tompkins, thank you for joining us. Uh, My we, ha- pleasure. we have to go to expert hour. Can you stick around? Uh, no, <laughs> oh, no, I oh, cannot. Okay. All right, well. I'm sorry. That came out a little meaner than I expected, <laughs> but absolutely not. Came out kind of angry. Huh? Um, well, that's my thing. Would you like, <laughs> would you like to plug anything? Oh, you're women, right? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it's time for expert hour. <laughs> what does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Welcome to Expert Hour. Very excited about our expert this week. She is an expert on photography. That's right. Uh, please welcome Pamela Mills. Hello. Thank you all for having me. Oh my gosh. Yeah, what a delight coming. it is to be here. This is a, this, now this is a podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Forgive my plosive peas. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a broadcaster. <laughs> Um, and so how do people, how this goes on the radio or this goes on the, people can download it from the internet. They, yeah. So what is that? Like on computers? Do you use computers? I do use computers. Yes. Yeah. I use it in photography. Computers are a great yeah, asset. They are. And, uh, thank you for agreeing with me. You're a very agreeable young lady. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes. You, you don't know her that well yet. <laughs> oh, is there like a secret dark side to you where you're an evil person? Probably. Yeah. Oh, you don't even know yet. Not yet. You it haven't even plumbed yet. your own depths. You might be, turn out to be a sociopath. <laughs> this is fun. Maybe we'll get there today. Well, let me say yeah. hello, computer people. <laughs> hello from Pamela Mills, photographer. Yeah. So we'll, you know, we'll write down how you can get to the this after we uh, finish recording. Um, but so you are... A photography expert. Are you yourself a photographer? I myself am a photographer, so I know my way around a camera. Um, I know about backdrops. I know about uh, when it's time to smile, when it's not time to (laughs) smile, because sometimes you want to do a photo that's um, more serious or somber in nature or just respectful like you know when you when you take a picture of a a marine let's say and he's in his uniform he's just a young man or lady getting started in a career of going out to do military stuff you don't want to have him smile in the picture because um you know it's serious business being in the military and you don't you don't want to make it seem like it's fun yeah. Right. That's why like in mug in mug shots they call them yeah. when people get arrested for crimes and um they get their picture took um like if they try to smile like sometimes a celebrity whatever they get pulled over for drunk driving or for uh prostitute stuff and they'll try to smile in it like I don't care I'm a celebrity, you know, who cares? And then the police officer photographer will say, "Hey, don't smile cuz this is like This is serious. This is not smile. You're going times. to jail. Yeah. You're going to jail. And pro- well, probably not because you're rich yeah. and you know, money will get you out of most anything, That's but true. 
we don't want to give other people the impression that this is that like, this is fun because yeah. people are going to see that mugshot more than other ones. They're going exactly. Yeah, you're very intuitive. Thank you. I am a woman. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Isn't it wonderful that we're all women? <laughs> yeah, sitting around just having like a little party. Yeah, <laughs> just like a little information party. I think. Um, and if I like that, <laughs> an information party. <laughs> so let's talk about this. So what is your? Uh, what would you say is your? specialty in terms of the type of photographs that you do still life or well you know uh, what did you say i said portraits portraits okay these are all good terms that uh that y'all know and i'm surprised you might be photography buffed yourself are you either (laughs) well i was an art history major and lisa's an artist yeah i used to do photography in college oh did you really like with the old old analog camera yeah large format large format yeah well you're just a little thing Going around doing large format photography. <laughs> well, um, I kind of cover all the bases, and uh, I have my own studio, Pamela Mills Studio, and uh, so I'll do like everything from like um, a family to uh, just a husband and wife, uh, two fiancés, um, a, a man and a dog, <laughs> um, a little league player. Um, a, a cat solo. Um, <laughs> that's about it. I think mostly, that's all that's the, the my favorite part yeah. of a song is the cat solo. <laughs> it's, it's mostly portraits. I did try for a while. I wanted to do, um, you know, more journalistic work, mm-hmm. but um, it's hard because, like, let's say you're going, you're going to take a picture of Nelson Mandela. Now I'm probably dating myself by saying Nelson Mandela, but mm-hmm. he's, he's passed on. Yeah. But um, you you want to take a picture of Nelson Mandela? He just got freed out of prison because apartheid. Everyone said we don't like it anymore. Yeah. And um, so you he's like he's walking out and he's he's like got his you know his old clothes on, but they don't fit so good anymore because he's <laughs> lost some weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and you want to get a picture of him? You're like Mr. Mandela, Mr. Mandela. Hey, stand there. Let me put this modeled backdrop behind you and just stand there and then turn your body sort of sideways, but then turn your head towards (laughs) me, tilt your chin down a little bit and give me a nice big smile. Like he's gone by that time. Like his ride is there and they picked him up and they took him back. It's hard to do. Yeah. It's hard to do. Your style didn't really mesh with that kind of uh, Exactly. My hat is off to journalistic photographers who make do, uh, you know, without a, without a backdrop. Yeah. Yeah. That's rough. Well, so are are most of your photography projects commissioned by the subject? Yes, there's very few that I do where I I decide I'm going to take your picture. Most yeah. mostly it's people coming to me saying I would like a picture <laughs> for my living room yeah. or wallet size or what have you. Very it's very rare that I'll say, "Hey, I like your look. Will you get into my studio and I'm yeah. going to take a picture of you?" Yeah. Ha- can you think of the last time that happened? The last time that happened successfully? Yeah. <laughs> or, it's been a last, long time. Actually, yeah, I could hear an unsuccessful the last, story. I'll give you both. I'll yeah, give you one both. Of each. The last time it happened successfully is, uh, you know, my studio's in a in a shopping mall. Oh. And uh, I was walking by a uh, hot dog on a stick. And um, I saw this uh, young lady. She's wearing like the sort of, it's like a sort of circus jockey outfit. And she's making a, uh, she's putting the hot dog on a stick. And there was something about the determination in her face. <laughs> and I said, this young lady reminds me of that Rosie the Riveter poster. And I said, oh. I want you to come into my studio, bring that hot dog, bring that stick, do exactly what <laughs> you're doing in front of a model gray background. And I'm going to take your picture. And she said, yes. And that was 
I want to say 25 years ago. And then the last time it was unsuccessful was, um, who was it? Somebody, you know the name if I told you. Who was that? Was it a famous person? It's a, yes, it's a well-known person. A man or a woman? It's a man. Like an actor or a politician? Maybe a showbiz person. (laughs) Um... Did he Hugh Grant? Oh, and <laughs> that's a big one. Yeah, and I, said, I was about to guess Hugh Grant. Were you really? Yeah. Do you think it's like there's some psychic stuff there, going on? There might us? be some women's intuition happening, right? Because yeah. we're all women, as has been established. <laughs> yeah, we just have an information party, like women yeah. do. Um, and this was right after he was arrested for uh, uh, you know being with a prostitute, and that's still illegal. And um and he got out of the jailhouse and I was waiting for him because I was like I like the way his hair falls in his face and I'd like to get <laughs> I'd like to get a picture of that in my own self yeah um and also see like a before and after uh, give him some gel and have him <laughs> slick it back and then see which is the better look for yeah. Hugh Grant and um so he's coming out of uh he's coming out of the police station and I said hey Hugh Grant I want to take a picture of you <laughs> at a second location. <laughs> And he said no. Aww. Not in so many words. He ignored me. Yeah. But I took that to mean no. What a jerk. Yeah. I think he, that's probably what he meant by it. Maybe his mind was on other things. Yeah. yeah. I think also usually when you call it a second location and you don't specify what it is, sometimes people uh, kind of jump to conclusions like it's a place where you'd get murdered. Ooh. You know, I didn't even think of that. I yeah. thought it was just the cleanest way to say it because if I say, I want to take you to Pamela Mills Photography Studio in the shopping mall, I thought, <laughs> yeah. like, that's a mouthful. Yeah. And he's probably, and honestly, I thought he's probably definitely going to say no because he's not going to recognize me as an artist. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But, like, I consider what I do art. Yeah. Did you bring a portfolio with you to show Absolutely him? Absolutely, I did. Yeah. And I could barely crack it open before <laughs> he was gone. Yeah. Aww. Limousine came and got him, and then he was out like a shot. Yeah, I mean, I imagine he has a lot of people taking his picture most of the time. Well, so. that's what I thought. Well, this is going to be no big deal because he, yeah. people are taking his picture all the time. It's part of the job as far as I'm concerned, right? Yeah. I and mean, if you're in the public eye, then I think you got to expect that people are going to want to say, hey, come to a second location with me uh, and you'll see what happens then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, if we we pro- I think we probably have some listeners who are aspiring photographers uh, could you talk a little bit about how you got started and if you have any advice for someone who's looking to break into the field but doesn't quite know how? Absolutely. I was inspired by, um, you know, Matthew Brady? No. no he took not... photographs, um, Civil War era. Oh, okay. Uh, what, what, I, what I used, to, I grew up calling the War of Northern Aggression, but now uh, times have changed and I understand yeah. it's called the Civil War. <laughs> yeah, um, times have changed very recently yeah. about that. Well, he yeah. took pictures of all these uh, uh grizzled people you know that just like they're just having a miserable day and they're out there in the in the worst kind of locations just drab everything was tan and uh i remember being a little girl Hmm? i don't know if everything was tan so much as they didn't have the ability to capture color in photographs well this is what i understood later to be the case and and it's something called sepia yeah and um (laughs) but when i was a little girl i'm looking at that and i'm like huh I bet I could do better than that. <laughs> and so my first camera was a Fisher-Price camera. It was a toy. Um, 
And uh, I would take pictures all over the house. And my, I remember my dad is saying, oh, my God, we hated it because you wouldn't leave us alone. <laughs> and uh, he's passed on, thank God. <laughs> and um, I, I remember taking my one time I left the house. I was just I couldn't have been more than uh, five years old. And I took my toy camera to the drugstore because I want to get my pictures developed. Mm-hmm. And then the person at the drugstore said, well, this is a toy. There's no actual film in there. And I said, I hope you go straight to hell. <laughs> and that set me on the road to becoming a prote- professional photographer because I was no one was ever going to tell me that again. Yeah. yeah. I, I can understand. I actually used to work at Photolab. I forgot about that. I used to develop photos. Do you miss that smell? A I miss bit. that smell because it's all digital now yeah, and I oh, miss yeah. that smell, but I still have a dark room in my house and I'll just go there and just pour the chemicals in the trays and just get a <laughs> good old whiff of it. And then I go to a place where uh, yeah. oh, everything dear. goes my way. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. So, so let's say. Oh, part two of your question. If oh, you're yeah. looking to break into photography, step number one, get a camera. That's <laughs> yeah. going, that's really going to, that's going to serve you well. Get a camera, learn how to use it. A lot of times they come with instruction books. Don't be shy about reading that book. <laughs> you know, learn how to use your camera, know the ins, the outs. Um, there's all kinds of settings that you got to be aware of because if yeah. you got the wrong setting on there, your picture's going to look like garbage and you're going to be saying, what, my camera, it's the worst. I'm going to chuck it in the trash. And then you find out, no, you just threw away an expensive camera and it was your fault because you didn't read the settings. Yep. Yeah. And, and scripture tells us pride goes before a fault. And I feel like nowhere is that more perfectly illustrated than someone throwing away an expensive camera because they didn't read the instruction manual. Yeah, that yeah. makes perfect sense to me. I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I have talked about this, I think, on the show before. So I, this is a recurring feature? Well, this upcoming question. Popular I mean, segment. I, <laughs> I have been considering for some time getting... I think, as they're called, boudoir shots done. Oh, oh certainly. Yeah. Is that Absolutely. something that you've done before? That's something I have done on occasion. It is not something I'm a thousand percent comfortable with, and I've done it. Um, you know, it's got to be the right person because that's a very intimate thing. So I will do it for um, close family members. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, that's because you know we're related by blood. So. Yeah. Uh, so they know you're not going to be looking at the pictures thinking Exa- like, this is exactly I, right. Um, oh, right. And I'm not tempted in any way because, yeah. you know, this is like someone I'm related to. And also, honestly, the genetics are not great in our family. So there's no worries about me ever uh, straying in any way mm-hmm. yeah. um, because these are these are unattractive people who should keep their clothes on. <laughs> yeah. But you're doing them the service of photographing this is what they want with their clothes off. Well, because here I see my job as. People want to have an image of themselves um, that's an idealized image. And so mm-hmm. uh, they want to look at a picture and say, I think I look nice in this picture. Now, obviously, most people are not attractive. Most people, I'm not an attractive person. I'd agree person. with that. I'm a very unattractive person. Oh, well, I, I wouldn't oh. say well, that. No, I wouldn't say you're, that. You're sweet. You're very sweet. You have beautiful hair. Sweet. Well, th- I'm very proud of my hair. It's my crown and glory. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm very pleased with my hair. And it's thick. It's lustrous. It's uh, it's uh, uh, red as the sunset, and I like um, I like your bangs too. They're so high up, yeah, on your on your head. They're almost not even banged anymore. Yeah. That's how high up they are. Yeah, they're almost <laughs> <laughs> they're almost like something that came from out the back, went over the top, yeah. and, and like it's like I got caught in a stiff wind or something. Yeah, but or I like I'm, it. Thank well, thank you very much. I try to do different stuff with my hair just to keep it fresh for myself, so that. You know, I'll I'll look in the mirror and say, "Well, who's this new person? It's me." I mean, obviously, I don't, I don't, I don't forget who I am. Yeah. 
that would be quite yeah. an existence. But yeah, I've taken so I've taken boudoir photos of uh, all my sisters, aunts, nieces, um, one nephew, <laughs> uh, and there was a. Uh, we had a, a, a one, one of my brothers had a, a one of them pot belly pigs mm-hmm. that he put in um in a in a negligee. Oh, and he thought that would be funny. And um, was it? It was more sensual than anything, you know, because oh. that because that pig just there was something in the eyes of that pig, just the way she was yeah. looking at you, like this pig means business. <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to see that. Picture. I would really love to see that photograph. Um, well, it's in Planet Hollywood. It's a very, very circuitous, How did that happen? very circuitous path. But that, that picture of that, that negligee picture of a pop belly pig ended up in Planet Hollywood. But let's just say a certain, a certain Mr. Uh, Bruce Willis bought it for $100,000. That's oh how I was able goodness. to open my own studio. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. Um, so when I go in to get my boudoir shots done, do you have any tricks for covering up areas of the body that other people might not want to look at? Just put your hands places that, yeah. you know, if you don't want people to see stuff, just put your hands over it. And it's because it, cause it, it, you know what? It harkens back to old paintings, you know, when in old paintings, you weren't allowed to show nothing for the longest time. And there's like yeah. certain things like, uh uh-uh, uh, you can't see that. You can't, you're not allowed to paint that yeah. because. If you see it in a painting, then you think about the guy painting it and you're like, what a perv. That guy, like that took a long time to paint. And he's looking at that for a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, so then they just put the hands over it. So then the guy doesn't get in trouble. And it's the same principle applies today. Like if you have certain areas, just put a hand over it. If you, if you worried about, if you got too many areas and not enough hands, well then you got to work on your self esteem. I think everyone's entitled to have two problem areas that they're worried about. But if you got yeah. three, you got to go get some therapy or get some new hands, some additional hands. Well, that's yeah, I mean, you could do that. You could do that. I think that's going to be weird for some people. Yeah. We're like, why does this lady have three hands? Yeah. You don't have any prosthetic hands in your studio that you could use? Oh, tons. Yeah. But that's but that's for people who forgot theirs at home. Oh, okay. If they okay. show up like, oh, family photo and I forgot my hand. Could you? Yeah. Could I borrow one of yours? Yeah. One, yeah. Could I have a loaner? That's why you're the best. I, that's not for me to say. Yeah. Um, and uh, but thank you. It is for me to agree with. <laughs> I actually have an interesting fact about the way women's hands were placed in paintings. Certainly. Back in the day. It's Let's like, hear it. Uh, it used to be like there would be p- paintings of a naked woman and her hand would be over her crotch. That's right. And it people used to believe that you could not get pregnant unless the woman orgasmed as well. And so though a lot of those paintings are actually of women touching themselves to orgasm oh my in order to conceive. And it was considered a very wholesome image because it was sex for procreation. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I would say they're going about it all wrong. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a, a sex bird or whatever, but mm-hmm. I think there's a little more to the pleasuring than just putting your hand over it. Right. <laughs> well, right. It was just a painting. So it just captured like one single second of it. I think she right. probably did. More I, with I the think hands. if they wanted to, there's another second that should have captured <laughs> <laughs> that I think would have illustrated that point more clearly. What would have been in that? I think you know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we are running out of time. I I don't know if I have any more questions. Do you, Lisa? Digital insertion is what I was talking about. Oh! Okay. oh okay. Finger banging. We call it finger banging. Or yeah. blasting. Some people say blasting. Yeah. Yes, they do. Yeah, it's, a region, um, it's a regional thing. Uh, I had one question. Is there... Uh, it might seem inappropriate now, but do you have anything special you do? Oh, to- now it would seem uh, inappropriate? Well, I don't know. 
just following up with that, it's creepy. But do you have anything special you do to get um, when you're photographing children or animals to get them to, you know, super innocent question? Well, with kids, kids are very easy to bribe and intimidate. So oh. <laughs> um, first, it's like, hey, if you do this, you're going to get a treat. I'm going to give you some caramels. Then, if I'm they're sorry, what? Sti- caramels, oh, okay. mm-hmm. and then if they're still if they're still being fidgety, um, I'll tell them, you know, someday your mommy and dad are going to die. Oh, jeez. <laughs> And who's to say they wouldn't die of a broken heart because they couldn't get a nice picture of their little child? Oh, oh wow! And that usually does. That, that works. Do they smile after that? Uh, they smile. It's it's a sort of uh, it's a sort of rictus. It's like a, a <laughs> more of a grimace, but it passes for a smile. Okay. Because some parents like the pictures of the kids crying and stuff, you know, and they think, oh, isn't this funny? Look at we he we, he ruined picture day, like yeah. you know, Santa's lap, like that kind of thing. Like, isn't it hilarious? He's crying. Those parents. They're not. They're not the best parents. I don't think that uh, <laughs> think it's funny when the child cries. No, yeah. that sends a, that sends a weird message. I think. Yeah. I think so too. Do you ever Photoshop the pictures that you take? All the time, constantly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you do to them? Oh well, if it's someone, if it's someone I like. I'll uh, I'll really go crazy on uh, 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 filtering and smoothing out uh, 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 edge, you know, wrinkles and things like that, airbrushing oh, nice. and everything. Yeah, if it's someone I don't like, I'll make them look like a portrait of Dorian Gray. I don't care. <laughs> I'll say, what? That's what you look like. Take a look in the mirror if you have a problem with this. Wow. <laughs> That's ballsy. Right. Kind of- well, I, th- I think people should be better people, and if they're not going to be, then um, then they deserve to have an ugly photo of themselves. Yeah, the picture yeah. should reflect the person. This is exactly my point. I yeah. Agree. Inner beauty showing on the outside. Well, uh, we are, <laughs> we've come to the end of Expert Hour. If people want to find out more about your work, should they? is there anywhere they should go? Pamela Mills Studio at gmail.com. Send me a message. <laughs> ask me a question. I'll tell you whatever you want to know. All right. right. What a promise. It's time now for What Did I Learn? What did I learn? Lisa, what did you learn today? Um, I learned how to photograph a child and I learned about anger. Yeah. And, um, I didn't really learn what to do about my anger, I think, but maybe, maybe I'll try yelling more and see if that helps. Yeah, I, it, it does. Yeah, I think it sounds, it sounds fun anyways to go out in a sh- my yelling shed out back. Uh, Pam- yell, God damn it. <laughs> Pamela, what did you learn today? Well, I learned that, um, uh, boy, oh boy. Oh, I learned that thing about the paintings. Yeah, that uh, oh, yeah. people were doing a very mild representation <laughs> of a woman stimulating herself uh, digitally. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Oh, <laughs> just sort of patting it, just sort of patting yeah. it. Like, I hope, oh, I hope we get pregnant. It's <laughs> gonna give a little pat here. Yeah, <laughs> that ought to do it. Uh oh, Paul just came back in. Yeah, sorry you guys. Is this cool? Yeah, oh, um, I left okay. my sunglasses. Oh yeah. Oh. Well, you're just in time for what did I learn? Did you learn anything on the podcast today? Oh, I learned um, that uh, medieval peasants were uh, liars <laughs> and um, were very uh, susceptible to groupthink. Yeah. D- yeah, and was that a disappointment? Or pretty much yeah. what you expected? <laughs> you know what? It's disappointing. I'm disappointed in those guys. <laughs> what did I learn today, you guys? Um, I learned that I'm not the only angry person in the world. I think no. I knew that. Um, I learned uh, that uh, it's kind of hard to take pictures of people when they get out of jail. Um, at least not on the terms you'd like. Um, what else did I learn? Oh, I learned that Martha Stewart has a very mysterious horse. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I, a thing I suspected, <laughs> but had no evidence of. I heard it's just two people in a costume. <laughs> That's what it looked like, honestly. I'm, and I bet she made the costume. She's so good at that kind she of stuff. She is such an enigma. She's very crafty. Yeah. She's I very love crafty. her. All right, you guys. That's been Baby Geniuses. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, thanks to our producer, Travis McElroy. Thanks to Maximum Fun for hosting us. Please email us pictures of your butt to babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mr. Emily Heller. I'm at Lisa Draws. Uh, rate and subscribe on iTunes. Yeah, uh, do that. Also, Max Fun Con tickets are on sale now, I believe. Oh, so yeah. Get those. Um, yeah, please uh, buy those. Um, also, Ground Floor premieres December 9th on TBS at 10 p.m. Uh, please watch it. You will see me. <laughs> <laughs> and goodbye. Goodbye. Yay! Yay! Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses. Everything, baby geniuses, we know everything. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.